Imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women. Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Lead Hership Global program. I am so excited to welcome all of you to this week's program, where we have a dynamic conversation for you all about how to rewire your mind to overcome any challenge. I can't wait to dive into this conversation because I think we all know how important adopting a growth mindset is. Now, Maybe you're not clear on the definition of a growth mindset, so let's level set. Adopting a growth mindset means that failure doesn't define you. In fact, failures are the very building blocks that help you become stronger and even more valuable. They actually point you to your purpose. Think about it. Leading companies are looking for people who show their agility and their ability to move in and out of a whole variety of roles that demonstrate their critical thinking and their ability to adapt and instigate change. Those with a growth mindset will be much more inclined to happily accept challenges, they'll embrace change, and they focus on self-improvement. And they're actually much more likely to persist in the face of challenges and failures because they treat obstacles as opportunities to grow rather than signs of their abilities as being inadequate. So today we're gonna discover how to break limiting beliefs, how to stop self-sabotage and unlock your full potential by rewiring your brain using neuroscience, coaching, and faith-based principles. Today, I have the privilege and honor of speaking with Mamika Cooney, founder and creator of Unstick Your Mind, and she is an incredibly impactful mindset trainer and leadership consultant that will help us learn how to live a more purposeful and meaningful life and how to be open to everyday challenges through learning and development and mindset mastery. Now, before we get going, let me just take a moment to tell you a little bit about Mamika. Mamika Cooney, as I noted, is a mindset trainer, and she's the founder and creator of Unstick Your Mind, the Mindset Mastery Method. Mamika's goal is to equip high-performing women with the tools needed to achieve their own breakthroughs with this dynamic and transformational training program. As a leading expert in resetting your brain, Mamika's mission is to help high-achieving female CEOs, entrepreneurs, founders, and thought leaders to unstick their minds, to develop emotional resilience, and to unlock optimal performance by teaching them how to rewire their brain. Mamika, I am so excited to welcome you to today's program. Thank you so much for joining me on Lead Hership Global. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I'm so excited to chat to you. And, uh, we've chatted in the past and it's, it's so wonderful to see what you're doing with uh, Leadership Global and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Mamika. 
Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your insight and your expertise with us. So to begin with, I am so interested to learn a little bit about your own personal journey. What's led you to have such passion around developing high-performing women executive leaders through mindset transformation? Definitely. Well, I tell you, this is this could be a long story, but I will get to <laughs> cut it down to the bite-sized highlights, the highlight reel. But basically what where it all started is I've been an entrepreneur since I was 16. I've always been into business ideas. And as you can tell, I'm not from around here. I'm originally from South Africa, born and raised. And um, I'm I've, living in the USA for almost 16 years now. And in that period, both my husband and I are entrepreneurs. He, he's a founder of a SaaS company. And, um, you know, over the years, I've really developed this, this intention of building something from nothing. But of course, like everyone knows, building a business is not for the faint of heart, right? They, you do get challenges and you never switch off. Now, in my personal story, I've had four different types of business models from uh, being a photographer to being a, a website designer and a marketing and branding strategist. Now, for all us women out there, I like lists. I'm sure those uh, our type A types are like the control freaks who love everything exactly the way they like it. But sometimes life show, throws us a few lemons, right? Things don't always go to plan. So what do we do in these situations where things aren't following the, the blueprint of what we expected? You know, because we can't control other people's thoughts and actions, feelings and behaviors. We can only control ours. And I learned this through the hard way through the school of hard knocks by experiencing the ups and downs of life. Now, what got me into doing mindset training and coaching is, is a few things. There's obviously my love for entrepreneurship and, and working and helping people reach their potential, because I believe a lot, all of us have untapped potential in us. But we come with a lot of junk in our trunk, usually from childhood, that we don't really think about what we're thinking about. And a lot of the things that we do are based in habits. Now, habits are formed usually in the formative years. We will know by the time we age 10, language is established, our family values and belief systems in place, because we've learned things through mirroring, usually from our parents and environment we're in. Now, some of those things we learn don't really serve us as adults, but we've never challenged them as to why we still have them or why we function under them. And we wonder why we hit the walls or hit these ceilings of patterns of behavior. We keep repeating like, um, you, you know, you all heard about the story of the girlfriend who keeps attracting the same bad boyfriend all over again. <laughs> same thing with business owners, right? Why do we keep attracting the same clients and go through the same process? It's because clearly we haven't moved past whatever is blocking us. Now, I know for women especially, men find this a little easier to separate their who from their do. But us women are a little bit more, we, we look at our self-concept and we get a lot of our identity in what we do. So it's very hard to separate. Like if someone, for instance, if a business failure it fails, we take it personally. And oftentimes those things are rooted in old thinking or behavior patterns that are sort of simmering below the surface that we've never really challenged or looked at. So my whole process in this is really, it's come from having gone through this process myself. Whereas I say, I'm a recovering control freak. I gave up my membership to control, control freaks anonymous. And ever since then, I'm so much happier because I'm no longer worried about the details of having everything done perfectly. Because I can guess that a lot of our, our, our listeners and watchers are actually high achievers who like high standards. And we often are the hardest on ourselves. We don't give ourselves a lot of breaks, especially when things don't go, don't go according to plan. 
And for me personally, I got to a stage where, you know, being a high performer, always doing all the things and not watching the signs until eventually I hit a wall and personally hit burnout and breakdown. Now, believe me, it's not a pretty sight when you get to that stage where you literally are in your pajamas, eating Ben and Jerry's all day and like, oh my gosh, I feel terrible. And all the wheels fall off the bus clearly not useful to you and anyone else (laughs) and what I had found is that I just kept ignoring the signs you know the overworking always being hard on myself never celebrating the wins always thinking there's another to do to do and never knowing how to switch off you know how many of us like take our work home especially when you're an entrepreneur there is no off button there's no no day off because the boss who's yourself is the hardest taskmaster you know And it's hard to kind of separate that. So, and what I'd find is, you know, even though I kind of liken this to being in a car, right? You're going down the highway and there's a speed limit that, you know, like, oh, it's fine. I can go faster than that. I can keep going. Everything's working great. And eventually, you know, the gas is starting to run out and the oil light is flashing, but it's good. We can keep going. Now, if we don't go to take a, a little side road and go fill up the gas tank, you have either two options is you will either run out of gas or you'll crash and burn. Neither of those two options are really good. Or you get stuck on the side of the road and you need to bail, have someone to come and bail you out. Now, this is classically what happens when clients find me is they feel stuck. They're doing all the things that they've done before. It used to work then, but it's no longer working. They've realized that their self-care is almost non-existent. They're not taking care of themselves. And just like they say on the airplane, you've got to put your own oxygen mask on before you help others. Because believe me, if you run out of air and you pass out, you ain't helping nobody. So what I'd find is, you know, a lot of the time um, I have to help women figure out how to get the air back in their lungs and how to breathe and to find themselves and get to that stage where you might feel like you're on the side of the road. You, you've blown a head gasket or you, you've run out of gas or you have a flat tire. We need to take the time in order to regroup. And the reason why I say this is, again, it's through experience. Like I'd been doing all the things as an entrepreneur. I was running my business until eventually I hit burnout. And it really came um, to a head around by 2015, where I had a a business launch that didn't do well, ended up with a lot of credit card debt. Then uh, I was away on a convention at a speaking convention. And my husband phones me and he's like, something is seriously wrong with one of our kids. And I was like, what is going on? And as a mother, you know, that your heart sinks, that feeling of, and I'm like, you know, a thousand miles away. And all I could think about was what's going on with my child. So by the time I got back, um, my child was in, you know, in the mental health crisis where it had got to a stage where we needed intervention and we needed it fast. Like we had been doing the things or the, the educational testing and all the things that they tell you to do. And it got to a stage where everything that I was doing in my own strength was no longer working. I'd got to a stage where it just felt like it was out of control. And then about four weeks later, my mother-in-law passed away from cancer. Now, to me, that was a total, what I would call a crisis of faith, because she was a strong woman of God. And, um, you know, she taught me a lot. Like my husband and I had been married for 26 years. So back back then, you know, we had been part of the family. And of course, when you're believing for someone to be, you know, healed and helped, and then they, they pass away, it's like, well, where's God in this situation? Like, hello, where are your promises? You do, you said this would happen. And it, so the whole trifecta to- totally caused me to really fall apart to pieces. But what I always say, sometimes the best thing we can do is have a breakdown so we can break through. 
because there's only so much we can continue doing in our own strength where we wear ourselves out to where we don't have any, all the oxygen has left the room and you cannot move forward. Now, I do not suggest you do follow that. <laughs> do not follow my example where you literally wait until you need like CPR. What I would say is there are always signs, but we need to be willing to look at these things. And we all, like when you're feeling like you're stuck or you're hitting a wall or these patterns of behavior, and you kind of like can't seem to figure out what that is. A lot of the time, it's a way that our brains have been rewired to experience and how we've just learned to adapt to our environment. But the good news is it doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter your history or what you have done before. There's always new ways to learn to do new things because the amazing thing in science is catching up that our brains are plastic. Through the, the use of neuroplasticity, the brain can be retrained. We can rewire those old habits. We can, it's even like changing what we think our personality traits can actually be overcome through training and intentional processes. Now, I come from like a sports background and a, I'm a classically trained ballet dancer. And I also do competitive figure skating. So this idea, especially those who love their sports are going to understand this concept of, you know, when you're practicing for something, it doesn't always feel good. Like, you know, when your coach is telling you, to see you tomorrow, whether you feel like it or not, you've got to get yourself out there. When we go to the gym, how do we get stronger is we, we push against resistance, right? We pull those weights. We, we, we do the things, we, we break a bit of a sweat, but we know that the bigger picture of doing the work, the hard work is really going to turn out to our favor. We're going to be stronger, uh, more agile, more resilient, able to take on life's challenges because Life is full of challenges, but instead of having a defeatist attitude of, oh, well, woe is me, being like Eeyore, oh my gosh, it's a terrible day, and just letting it get down on you, we realize that we can overcome these things because we are always looking at it from the outside in. Now, I always like to say to people like, your life is like a movie, but instead of you being an actor, being all dramatic on screen, how about we put you in the audience, give you the remote control. And you get to control whether you go fast forward or rewind or pause. That kind of distance will help you think about things more objectively. So when you're having a conflict at home or with an employee or with a team member, a lot of us, you know, we are human beings made of emotions. And if you think about it, emotion is energy in motion. So if we get ourselves worked up, the other person's going to get ourselves worked up. So the best thing we can do is to think, learn to think about what we're thinking about. So kind of like when you're feeling you're having a little bit of a freak face, hit the pause button on the remote and think, hmm, let me get an objective view of how I'm behaving and reacting. Have I maybe brushed up against some old hurts or old wounds or old Greek programming that maybe needs to be challenged? This is the good news that no matter where you are in your life and you're never too old, like I believe me, you, you, you can teach an old dog new tricks because I'm proof of that. I started skating at 31. And now I'm on my mid forties. I can tell you it's taken a lot longer. Like I had to stretch the timeline, but the proof is that you can change the way that you think your patterns and your responses. And the good news about that is that there are no limitations. So when we lift the lid of your potential, we can leverage your mind and your thinking and get you aligned to get the car back on the road. So you're no longer chugging along in a 1970s, you know, Beetle, we can actually get you into a Ferrari. You can then go at much faster speeds 
and get to your destination in much better style. So that's pretty much what brings me here today is um, really from being having been in that situation of knowing what it's like to feel frustrated, to feel like disappointed. And uh, what do you do? Like, how do you get yourself unstuck when you feel like you're in the ditch? So that's really my passion and my purpose now is to really help women who were like me avoid the crash and burn, regroup, and get them ready so they can actually set off on, on the mission that they know they're on to do whatever they need to do. Yeah, I love that, Mamika. Thank you so much for sharing that and sharing that personal story of what brought you to this place of having such passion around helping high-performing women executive leaders really transform their mindset. And you, you touched on so many important concepts in your introduction, how to break limiting beliefs, how to adopt a growth mindset, how to stop self-sabotage and really unlock your full potential. So what are some of the first steps that you recommend for clients to become aware of the limiting beliefs or the self-sabotage kinds of tendencies that they may have that right now they may not even be aware of? How do you create that self-awareness? Mm, that's a good question. Well, you know, creating self-awareness is a process. It's like if I always say, if it took you a while to get into a mess, it's going to take you a hot minute to get out. So first is first and foremost, give yourself a little grace. It will take a bit of time and it's not like you can pop a pill and all of a sudden, or well, this is the magic thing that's going to happen overnight. This is something we have to learn. And this is why I think habits and, you know, reforming habits is a great way. It's like catching yourself before, I always say, before you get onto the drama queen train, let's not buy a ticket and start to question why we feel we need to take that path. And this is really, it's about helping you build your confidence so you can regain agency over yourself and choices. So an example is, you know, you get uh, challenged by something with someone, you're, you have two choices to either react or respond. Now, in, initially, we all are emotional beings. So of course, if somebody offends you or hurts you, or, you know, in an example, one of my clients recently had someone who was then went out, you know, um, and started a business competing business in the space that she was not supposed to. Now, of course, that creates all sorts of feelings in us, like, you know, feeling of betrayal or, um, you know, insert whatever you, whatever you want to feel in there. Whatever, whenever we are challenged with something that really makes us want to get emotional about things, we need to challenge ourselves and think, okay, why am I feeling like this? What was the thought process that got me into this situation? And before I just, you know, react out of emotion, let me think about this really. Again, it's taking that view. Like I always like to talk in pictures. Like I say to my clients, listen, honey, you might be in the chicken coop and you're clucking around with all the chickens and all you can see is the little seed in front of you with the right up close to your problem, which is the floor. We want to get you out of the chicken coop and we want to get you flying with the eagles. Now with eagles at that height, if you know anything about eagles, they have got the eagle eye vision. They can see so far down the line and getting distance between the problem and them they're able to look at it. And you know what happens is it looks smaller. The problem doesn't become a huge problem when you're able to rise above and say, I'm not going to get in the chicken coop with the rest of them. I'm going to just take a breather, push, you know, I might need to push a little harder and higher up to get to the elevation, but I know I need to get perspective. And this is really, it's self-regulating your thoughts and your emotions. And really it's about being in touch with yourself. You know, and as you mentioned in the, in the bio, um, I combine a lot of, uh, faith-based principles because I believe 
we can talk about mindset and we, you know, we've heard about the whole free will and we've got to like the, the power of the will to stop doing something, but that's only one element. We need to combine what we have is our three part being, which is our, our body and then our soul, which is our mind, our will and emotions and our spirit. And, and, you know, and people in the world like to call this the, the gut, the intuition, but really it's the, who we are at our core. Now, as believers, we believe, you know, when we become Christians, that um, our faith is then guided by God. So, and what I'm finding is no matter sort of background, upbringing, religion people are, are, are in, we all have that spirit being with us, which is longing to be connected with who we really are. I mean, if we just look at the world and the issues we're having is a lot of the things come down to our identity. Like, who do we believe we are? You know, what do we believe we're capable of? You know, and if we think about those limiting beliefs we've put on ourselves, maybe we come from a family that, you know, you weren't raised on the best area. Maybe you grew up in poverty and your family believes the limiting belief that you can't be wealthy or maybe there's health issues or whatever the issue is. Those confirmation biases have just been confirmed over and over and over. And your brain then starts to believe it as truth. But how about we start challenging the truth from the lies instead of just accepting things as they are presented to us. Now, I know this can be a little trippy, but it's really fun. It's almost like you can make this into a game of almost thinking about a process and questioning yourself and asking the big question, why? Why do I feel like this? Why does this bother me? Why does this person irritate me so much? Why am I not where I need to be right now? Why do I feel so tired? Why am I so grumpy? And sometimes it's not super deep. Sometimes you need to take a nap. Sometimes you need to take a break. Sometimes you need to grab a cup of a cup, like a, a glass of water and rehydrate. If you're feeling like you're really sluggish and tired and you've got headaches, the world ain't out to get you, honey. You just need to get, get yourself some food and you need to rest. And us high achievers are pretty bad in the self-care department. We kind of will do all the things, keep working. And yeah, when you're in that mode, you're using adrenaline and cortisol's going through your system, which is the stress hormone, right? And in the moment, it's, we're in this fight, flight, or freeze mode where we, we're using, we're taxing our adrenals. And if anyone knows, if you've ever been in that situation where you have a high-powered situation and then the, the deadline ends, there's always like a, a breather at the end, but it's like, oh, then you feel like terrible afterwards. It's like the high, high leads to the low, low. And this is classic if you see, um, you know, especially in like uh, Olympic athletes, like all this buildup to train for the Olympics is for you, got to focus, got to focus. And while they have the goal and they're doing the training, it's all great. But what happens when they reach their goals? What happens when they actually win the gold? And this is actually true. It happened to Michael Phelps where he said he got so depressed and he didn't know what to do with himself once he had, he had achieved his goals. Like, what do we do when we, we do win? What do we do when we achieve everything? Like, what next, right? And this is why it's so important to really always take a check and like, how am I feeling? What am I thinking? Where is this taking me? So you can then think more clearly and not allow your emotions. And I'm not saying to be an emotional like Android. No, your emotions are very much part of what makes up you. But I think it's really just being more aware and being in touch with what you are feeling and in the moment and just doing that. Like, am I taking care of me? If I have a family or a team members, how do I best show up for them? 
And I know this sounds counterintuitive, but the best way you can show up for others is to show up for yourself first. So I know that's a mouthful. (laughs) That was great, Mamika. Thank you so much. For those women whose passions and whose superpowers are out of alignment with what they're doing now, how can they course correct? How can they realign their core values with what will make them really happy and fulfilled long-term? Yeah, good question. So this is this whole question of happiness. Like, And we've all heard the follow your passions, your passions, because your passions will always follow you in the right direction. Actually, no, because here's the thing. Feelings are fickle. And if we go by our feelings and always you know, as I said, we want to be in touch with what we're feeling, but we don't want to be driven by feelings where if we feel like we're out of alignment, there's a two, two sides to this is a, it could be showing you that you are in a situation, or maybe you're saying yes to things you shouldn't, and that you are getting to a situation where you're ready to pivot or change. And other times, if we are always pursuing happiness, it's like pursuing a mirage because happiness is where you are right now. And I know it's so cliche, the whole thing about enjoying the journey because the destination is going to keep moving is so true. And the same thing with whether it's running a business or being a wife or having, being a parent, um, you know, managing your mindset, it's all a process. And really it's, okay, what can I learn from this process right now? I'm feeling unfulfilled. So what, why am I feeling unfulfilled? Let's kind of start to ask those layers of questions, go a little deeper, a little deeper. So a great exercise that I would say it's just, you know, take pen and paper. Now, you don't want to do this on the computer. We actually want to write this because the science has shown that if you, you use your handwriting, it actually engages the subconscious part of your brain. That's why we teach kids to use crayons, right? It's getting that creativity. So whatever it is for you to kind of get into that creative space, and, you know, often we call this flow. We want to get in the flow. Like you see athletes, they have the, the earphones on before the Olympics and they're like getting in the groove. And we're like, what are they doing? That's just weird. They're blocking out any outside stimulus and they want to really focus inward to, to really listen to that small voice of what it's saying. Like your heart might be saying, I really want to be, you know, uh, running a mission in Guatemala, but you're stuck in a corporate job or you're in a situation that's not fulfilling. Those things can be good to, unco- you know, lean into the uncomfortableness. That is not something to be ignored. It's to actually question and say, okay, why am I feeling uncomfortable? Why am I dissatisfied with where I'm at? Why do I feel unfulfilled? Because, you know, as I said, the goals will keep moving and we need to keep making new goals. So we do keep moving because that's our human nature. We want to feel like we're, we're, we're learning and growing. And when you reach that plateau, it's, it's a very hard, difficult place to be. And oftentimes, whether it's doing a sport or running a business, when you hit that plateau, the natural tendency is to want to give up or to retreat. But really the plateau is the part where it doesn't feel like anything's changing, but there is growth. And we need to lean into what am I learning about myself and the process that will help me get positioned for the next stage. So I always say, you know, in the way God works in the world, he always makes you uncomfortable before he gets you to where he needs you to go. Because if you were just comfortable sitting in your, in, in your rocking chair, not going anywhere, you wouldn't want to move. So I would definitely say the awareness is really key. And to really listen to that and, you know, journal or whether you like doodling or whether it's going for a walk, just allow yourself the time to really think and get in tune with like, what are the things that are my heart's desire? What do I really, if I had no limitations on time, money, and resources, what would that look like? And allow yourself to dream. 
Because I think so many of us have forgotten how to have a vision and dream big. We just got stuck in the rut. And believe me, the rat race ain't so fun because everyone is a rat. So how about we just try to reimagine our own possibilities and just say, what would my life look like if I lifted the lid and leveraged the potential of, of my potential to really get to where I want to be? I love that, Mamika. Thank you so much. All right. Time to wrap up our program for today. Although I feel like I could speak to you about transforming your mindset all day. I do have to bring our program to a close. So one last question, what is the best leadership advice that you've ever received that you'd like to pass on to our audience? Yeah, this will, the best leadership advice I ever received was really to be, be a learner, be a beginner. You know, you never know and you've never arrived. And I really think having a beginner's mindset where if you see kids, like I talk about this when I go skating, I see, I'm like really struggling with this thing and I'm overthinking. And then I see a little five-year-old pop on the ice and two seconds later, I'm like, oh, well, isn't that nice? Great. So really, I always think the best way we can learn is just to become, you know, the beginner and be willing to learn. Even if we, we feel like we've learned a lot, we don't know everything. And there's always something new to learn. So just staying open and staying curious. I always say, stay curious, not critical. Not critical of yourself or the process, but just having that curiosity, just like a five-year-old is, or a two-year-old, you know, how they can get fascinated by the ants on the ground, like little things. How can we ignite curiosity and, the, and that love for learning, which is, you know, I really think keeps us fresh, keeps us invigorated and keeps us wanting to keep moving no matter what we're presented with. So yeah, go out and do something fun today for yourself and your mind will thank you. Thank you for joining Leadership Global's award-winning podcast. As a member of Leadership Global, you have the opportunity to meet inspirational leaders, create lifelong friendships, and be surrounded by others who are invested in your success. Join our global community of inspiring women in leadership, women who will help you create greater levels of impact, support your personal and professional breakthroughs, and help you accelerate your success. Don't miss out on the opportunity to show up, speak up, and step up in your professional and your personal life. Find out how you can join us at leadhershipglobal.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.